Hello and welcome to the Creme de la Prem podcast. I'm your host, Tommy T, back with another Motley crew, once again, all from the same league. It's the third edition of our deep dive series. Uh, it's going to be super awesome and cool. <laughs> it's the turn of the Connoisseurs League. Oh, who, I don't know who wrote the script. Uh, yes, the mighty BDR is now under the Creme de la Prem. Script may have been written by Tudor. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Opal, iconic sponsor of the 90s powerhouse AC Milan. So we're leaving these shores and going into uh, continental 90s sponsors, which uh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, so you're not going to deny that, are you, Tommy? No, I mean, that's right, right up my street. Um, Opal, um, of course, the European version of Vauxhall, so... Pretty exotic. Also sponsored. They sponsored Bayern Munich as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That was the AC Milan with George Ware, wasn't it? Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can picture. I can picture Edgar Davids in it in an Opal AC Milan shirt. Yeah, we're all cultured football fans here, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Certainly sounds like it. Yeah, feels like we've we've reached the uh, the limit of our knowledge there. Anyway, um, <laughs> as it worked so well without Della last week, um, he's out again. Because mm. um, quite frankly, you know, he's got better stuff to do. I think he's got you know high level administrative uh, work to be done. So we can just do what we want again this time. Um, we've got uh, in our lineup Tudor this time as a guest. Welcome, Tudor. Big up, Tommy P. We've got pod semi-regular Rob returning. Evening, boys. Good evening, Rob. Um, and we're welcoming back Niall. Hello, lads. And Sam. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the pod, guys. Um, and of course, uh, as always, we've got super producer Pedro um, working the decks. Welcome, Pedro. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Oh, that was like a little bit of an anticlimax after your, your last few little intros. I like to mix it up. I oh, know, I know. Keep guessing. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, how's it going? Good uh, game week, everyone? Yes. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Done. Explain. Who's yeah. had a good one? I, I did. Tudor did, but I can't say anymore. got an essay about it later don't worry we got? <laughs> so 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 we've, oh yeah that's uh that's for the the final 90 percent of the show <laughs> um so what what have we got we've got one at least one win a couple of losses i mean i won but i wouldn't say it was a good game week i mean i, I snuck it um but i mean yeah look it's a results business at the end of the day yeah, I feel like it was quite a low-scoring, slightly boring game week. The like mental results at the start of the season have sort of fizzled out, haven't they? Yeah, it's starting to look a bit more normal generally. Yeah, I went from I sixty something last week down to twenty-five, so I thought I was brilliant, and now all of a sudden I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a slap in the face. Yeah, that's that is quite a big swing, isn't it? Yeah. Not nice. Uh, right, we're going to continue our journey around the leagues this week. Um, so, uh, so we've got a 
completely different league under the microscope this time. Uh, and it's what is uh, commonly referred to as the Bear Moth's Deadly Roller Coaster, um, more commonly known as the BDR. Bar being set pretty high in the last two episodes, um, so you boys need to uh, keep that going. I think, think you're up to the task? Yes. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, Correct answer. Correct answer. Right, to kick us off, um, I'm going to ask you uh, a question about the league. So if you could all just like close down all your like multiple screens of uh, stats for, for a couple of seconds. Um, I've got your first question about how well do you know your league coming up. Right, so without looking at the table, how many points, not player points, actual points, are there between first place Lee and bottom place Crouch? Lee's on 27, I think. Yeah, that's good. Crouch is on nine. Quick bit of maths. That is, that's not bad. So what, what do you, what does that make? 18. Yeah, that's pretty good. Got off to a good start on that one. Is that bang on? That is bang on. So, I've looked at. I did a lot of writing today. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you've, yeah, I know you've all spent hours like researching the league, but um, that is that's off to a good start. Um, right. So first thing we've got to do is talk about other leagues. So uh, let's see how well you guys can do with that. Um, Rob, can you start and uh, take us through the LDE first of all, please? The Lager Labs, indeed. Um, so. Looking back at last week, um, so Pete's four-game winning streak came to an end against Hugh, um, lost 39-26. Um, Hugh bagging a massive 12 points at Benrec, um, which took him over the line. Um, Barney put Jamie to the sword, 52-22. Um, Jamie with the delight of nothing but appearance points plus the odd clean sheet, uh, except for the mighty Patrick Bamford. Um, while Barney had points everywhere, um, racking up 52 and to um, he, he even casually left Nick Pope on the bench um, and his 11 points against uh, the cannon fodder that is Arsenal <laughs> um, and still put up 52 without that. Uh, Wilson battered Windsor 59-39. Um, big points out of Madison and the Saints defence as well. Um, of note is that of, of Windsor's 39, 24 of that lot came out of Dustin, uh, Mings and Evans in defence. Um, and only got 15 out of the rest. So sort of squandered quite a sort of strong defensive effort from a few of them. Um, low scoring game of the week uh, is Fuller, who beat Garth 33-21. Um, Garth continues <laughs> his losing streak um, five matches. Um, but remarkably, that is only his second longest losing streak of the season. I mean, it's an absolute rotter of a game, to be honest. I mean, like, Fuller had Jamie Vardy with 13 points, nothing except appearance point out of the rest of his team, um, and still won 33-21. Fuller's struggling with injuries at the the moment. Um, A a combined zero from Aubameyang, Bale, Martial, and Ziyech. (laughs) You'd expect sort of, you know, 20, 25, 30 most weeks out of that lot, wouldn't you? All sexy players. That's pretty, yeah, pretty brutal. Big names, but not doing it this season. Um, so for overall standings, um, that leaves us Pete and Wilson on 27 at the top. Um, Fuller's just about clinging on with 23. 
and then it sort of starts to drop away a bit. Um, Hugh down in fourth with 19 points, Jamie fifth with 18, Barney in sixth with 16, um, but with a r- ridiculous 576 player points, um, second in the in all four divisions. Um, but he's in sixth. Um, and then down the bottom, it's a bit of a struggle, really. Windsor's only got nine points, um, and poor old Garth with just three. Um, having said that, I, I'm I'm going to be bold here. I'm going to back Garth to turn it around. He's got some big names, uh, just not really performing. <laughs> having said that, he's got three Arsenal players in his team, so you, you sort of get what you deserve when you've got that, I think. Um, that, that is pretty bold. He's already got, uh, what, a six-point gap there. Yeah, that's that's going to require a bit of a turnaround, to be honest. Nice. Can he do it? Well, you know, his, his player points aren't too bad, um, but yeah, he's got a, he's got a tall. Um, we can head to next week. Do you, do you want to go into into next week's game as well? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, of course. So for those guys, um, game of the week is going to be joint top Wilson uh, against Barney Manning sixth. Um, I mentioned Barney's player points. Um, that should be quite a good game, I think. Real two high scorers there. Mm. Um, also got Garth against Hugh. Now, Hugh's got 453 player points and 19 points on the table. And Garth's got 452 player points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> brutal, brutal league. So two pretty oh. match teams, but 16 points between them. <laughs> I'm calling it now. It's going to be 57 to 53, a loss for Garth. Almost guaranteed, right? Yeah, 57 feet high scoring loss to Gar. Yeah, that's the story of the season. That's, that's what the fans want. <laughs> <laughs> what neutrals want, anyway. It makes, it yeah. makes good, good pod content. Exactly, yeah, it's such a great story. Um, we're all enjoying it. Um, right, is that, uh, is that the LDE wraps up then? That's all for the Lager Laps. Good stuff. Right, Sam, SDM, a league you've never played in. Um, so obviously you're the right person to uh, provide some insightful uh, comment on it what happened this week mate never likely to this rate as well it's going Um, in the SDM everyone ended up every score ended up within 16 points uh, of each other so it was all just pretty even Um, and actually most of those were just within 10 points just seems to be the kind of scores where all 11 players play but only one or two actually do anything um, to score any decent points. The closest game uh, was Racket and Pedro. That looked like a really good game. Must have gone to the last one, last game. Pedro pretty excited because he, he got it over the line by one point in the end. Yeah. I had a little look. Through. James Justin with the bonus points. Yes, yeah. Oh, nice. Justin seemed to be a top scorer for you. I looked through Rackets as well just yep. to see... Kind of, uh, if anyone got a booking or anything like that, anything that, that swings it, Consa got one booking, so that <laughs> so he has a big effect. And Vestergaard, he only got one bonus point, but people seem to think that he had a good performance. So I don't know if there's any controversy there. Did you have any other inside stories on that one, Pedro? Anything that I missed? Well, Tom said it last week. You said it on the pod last week, right? Well, do you remember what you said about my performances, Tom? No. You said, enlighten us. You said, that's exactly what you do, Pedro. You do oh, just yes, what's required. Yeah. No, just enough. You're the most. So I thought, yeah, I'll run with that, Tom. Win by one point. So you play. You played for a one-point win. 
That wins for you, Tommy. That is perfect. <laughs> Just you're to prove a point. You're really yeah. sending a message to the, uh, to the league. <laughs> I do uh, want what I want. That's excellent. Nice one. Um, in the uh, the next game I've got is was um, Will, who got the top score in the league. He got 50, and he was against the lowest score, 34. And that was the biggest uh, biggest margin. Will got good scores off Mings, Walker, Klitsch, and Adams. Um, and he also got nothing much from Mane, Zuma, and Mares. So he's got a good team, uh, Will. And Nick on the other end. He got some points uh, with Bowen, Salah, and Diaz. He had Edison on the bench, but it wouldn't really have made any difference. Will was comfortably winning that one. Um, Ali beat Cully basically just by having Vardy and Suchek. Uh, Cully had Kane, but he didn't really get anything else. Cully lost to Tom. No, sorry, Kennedy. James Kennedy lost to Tom in the pod clash. <laughs> uh, I think... I think... Could James have won if he'd played his subs differently? But he didn't. Um, and I've just written that Tom has a great team. Tom, you've got a fucking good team. I hadn't seen it before Before I oh. looked at the today. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, tell us about it. Who's his team? What's so great? Uh, I can't. I just remember. Tom, you, you, can you say who it is? Uh, well, I mean, it, it looks a lot better when Madison starts scoring points. Cause I, was, yeah. I, I was quite smug, actually, because I was saying that last week on the pod that I feel like I've got a lot of sleeper players that are um, waiting to score points. And I sort of mentioned Madison might be one because he hasn't really done much so far. And then he pops up with two goals just after I've said that. So that so that was good. Um, that was yeah. a bit of a bonus. But yeah, like so far, um, Son, Calvert-Lewin. You've got uh, as well and regular has been good so yeah lot, um, you know, lots of players that have um, uh, done like better than you might expect but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then on the other hand as well. on the other hand I've got Aubameyang you know <laughs> he actually managed to get zero points this week <laughs> against Burnham. played himself to zero points by getting an own goal yeah <laughs> I had him last season and he, he carried me it's you know it's so it's weird shit this year isn't he yeah, that's weird. But yeah, I was uh, on track to lose this game comfortably until Madison turned up. So, um, yeah, got him to thank single-handedly there. Um, one of the things I quite like about this league is it's quite sensible. Uh, nearly all the teams are in points order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we like it. <laughs> completely different from the LDE, which is obviously just a crazy league. This one, people are just quite settled, I think. Um, yeah. Apart from Pedro and Cully, but they swapped places this week. So it all just seems quite fair. I think everybody's just where they should be. <laughs> um, but I think Tom is going to completely drop this league and uh, open up a bit of a gap. And actually with that, in uh, having said that, fixtures next week is the top two. Tom's against Nick. Oh, nice. Could, could be... Could it, serve to even it up a bit or it could be Tom breaking away a bit and opening up even more of a gap um, Pedro and Kennedy that seems that's a that's yeah. next week that's probably game of the week isn't it it seems to be some mind games kicking off already as well it's the closest oh, yeah. we get to a derby I think in the pod at the moment yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and with no fans are you having fans in the ground for that one <laughs> yeah 2,000 each bring in 2,000 no, each boys just home <laughs> just home fans 
Um, I'm well, I can't remember who's at home. Uh, you're at home for that one. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll have all my boys there. Yeah, you've got 2,000 <laughs> boys down with you. Very vocal, the Pedro fans as well, notoriously. Yeah. They all have a soundboard. Lots <laughs> <laughs> um, of clap. I'm going to call that one a draw. That one's going to be a draw. <laughs> Cully needs nine points, a nine-point swing, sorry, to overtake Will. Um, I hope, I haven't really checked, but I hope that that just keeps the sensible vibe as well. I don't, you know, I'm quite happy with, with, it, with it as it is, so I, I don't really want to go too wild now. Uh, what's this? Oh, we could, go, oh, well, that's it, yeah, Cully. So if he, if he overtakes Will, he could actually go two points off second. So th- there's some mobility there as well. Um, Ali could put himself off the bottom if he beats Racket. Um, and I had a little look at the the waivers people have done as well. Pedro, you brought in uh, Triori, and yep. Kelly brought in Westwood. So you've brought in the big guns for the derby. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. They seem to have a, a lot of waivers in in this league, but um, a lot of them didn't go through as well. That's right. it. Great stuff. Good, uh, good deep dive into that one, Sam. Appreciate the uh, the, the waiver intrigue as well. Um, and uh, Niall, then um, the league that must seem like a distant utopia at this point. Um, having played in it in the first two seasons, the hallowed it does Tom, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do, doing my doing my cursory investigations, it seems like the quality's come out over the last couple of years. <laughs> so I'm not too I'm not too disappointed that uh, that I've gone down and done a, a tour of the lower leagues. I feel I've become a much more rounded player. Yeah. Um, so um, so maybe it was a blessing in disguise, really. You know. Um, go, and, go and get those yeah. different experiences. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you become um, yeah you become this life experience, really. Yeah. Um, look, I think the league. If you're looking at it, it's actually not too dissimilar to our own league. Um, you know, it's fairly tightly bunched. Craig is probably standout player, but you know, there's there's certainly not. I think you covered it in the pod last week. There's not a lot between between top and bottom, or particularly between second and eighth. Um, in terms of results this week, again, it was kind of reflective of the league at large. Really, it was all fairly tight games. Um, absent probably Mike versus Phil, uh, James Madison and Nick Pope doing the heavy lifting for Mike. He kind of won 56-33, but the rest of the games are very tightly bunched. Uh, Foy beat Josh 35-33 um, and uh, Mark Prober beat Stu 43-36 but I think the standout game was probably um, Denner beating Greg uh, by a point um, I was speaking to a league insider earlier and um, he was just high- I'm not naming names now but he was highlighting <laughs> he was just, uh, I don't want to expose my sources he was highlighting just the story of the game itself, and it was—I mean, look—it was—it was pretty interesting. I think we touched on some of the points earlier uh, with respect to bonus points being a little bit surprising, like how Justin managed to trump Vardy. You know, Vardy got two—he got two assists and a goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. goal, two assists. Um, I don't know if Justin got a clean sheet and assist, but it's a little bit surprising. Kane managed to get three, despite not doing a whole lot. But again, it's you know. It's a bit of a black box um, sometimes. And then Greg had Eric Dyer, and I'm not sure if you saw the game, but he had an absolute peach of a free kick, just clawed out of the corner by, by uh, Guida late on. Um, you know, Denner had Bowley uh, not play, 
So he had, he got 10 points from the bench. Eight of those was Armstrong coming on and then he you know, snuck it by a point. So um, yeah, it was a pretty um, pretty fortuitous win probably for, for Andy. Um, but look, that's the way the fantasy football gods um, see fit to uh, to roll the dice on some occasions. So that's, yeah, yeah you got to take the rough with the smooth. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like Greg's been pretty lucky so far. So, um, you know, probably right. can afford that. You can afford, okay, right, right, right. Um, look, I think going into next week, I think probably, or midweek, I should say, uh, I think the interest, most interesting of fixture is probably uh, Greg playing Foy. Greg's actually got a lot of injuries. So he's got um, he's got ZH on the bench, um, who's injured. Obviously, Yacht has just been recently injured um, just over the weekend. And then Barkley. So he's now kind of down to a back five, effectively. Um, and, you know, he's probably requiring De Bruyne to do a lot of the work for him at home to West Brom against Foy, who's probably got too many City city players, you know, given the rotation that we've just discussed. So, you know, it could be a bit of a lottery there. But, you know, given the way that Tottenham have been defending up to probably the weekend, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could be another tight result there. So, um I would say that's probably the um, the highlight fixture. Nice, great stuff. All right, well, okay, that's that rounds up the other leagues. Then um, let's get back into the one that really matters. Um, I'm going to come in with another question here about how well you know your league. Um, so c- close down your, um, your stats again, boys. Question is, who has had? The most player points scored against them so far this season in the league. I think that's. I think I know that. I think it's me. <laughs> Rob. I I feel like it's me. <laughs> I, I seem to remember in the when that table popped up oh, on WhatsApp. Yeah. That was a good table, and I think uh, Garth was obviously. I mean, he was he was winning that. Yeah. It was Will, and then me. I think I was third. So I don't know if anything's changed since then. I would have said Rob as well, yeah, given looking, given his place in the league. Relative. Interesting. Well, I, I can tell you, Sam, you were spot on first time. Um, Perfect. With 567 points, which is the second most in the entire Delaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Behind so, only Garth? I was nowhere near Garth, though, surely. But, um, you'd have to assume Garth must be out in the lead there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll give you another question while I'm here. Um, who owns both the highest scoring midfielder and the highest scoring defender? Great, great question. Oof. Highest scoring midfielder, is that Son? That's got to be Son, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that's, that's Lee, is it? Yeah, I got Son at the weekend. So who's the, other, who's yeah. the best defender at the moment? Uh, get the highest is it score. Trent? Is it Trent? No, he's, no. he's done fuck all. Uh, is it Silva? Oh, it's Zuma. Zuma, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Maguire, no? <laughs> <laughs> is that Will on the call? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Zuma. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you how many points, but. Um, so yeah. Zuma and Son. Zuma and Son, indeed. I would not have called Zuma as the highest scoring defender. It's all, it's, all, it's all goals, isn't it? Has he got three or four this season? Has he? Yeah. Absolute yeah. monster at corners, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, you know, provides a good foundation for uh, 
fancy league season when you've got the highest scoring midfielder and defender. It's working all right for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll give you another question as well as a little Brucey bonus. Oh, treat. Who has the most game weeks fielding less than 11 players? <laughs> Chris, is it Crouch? Because he's rock bottom. I think that's got to be the only reason why. Yeah, I'd go with that. No, it's not. What? Cow- any other, any other guesses? It... Yeah, I'm going to say, say Bobby just because he'll have forgotten to do waivers because he's at nine. That is very insightful of you. It is Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's had five, almost half. He's had five game weeks with less than left. And he's only fifth. Kind of shooting himself in the foot. Yeah, but he has. Right. He does have Kane. Does I think doesn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of balances it out. A bit. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't even need to five players. <laughs> 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 maybe I'm showboating. I've had a look at um, Bobby's Bobby's team for the for the next little bit, and it's just funny that one of the points that I got out of it was I, I just thought how calm he is under pressure and how he just leaves his team and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't panic and then he's like but actually he's that just forgetting that is a fair approach <laughs> you may be giving him too much credit there <laughs> um, okay right before we get into the BDR let's um, let's have a look at what happened in the Premier League this week is there anything anyone wants to kick off with in particular uh, I watched a teeny tiny weeny bit of Man United Man City when I realised it was on lucky you yeah, I found, I found a stream that lasted all of about 10 minutes before I was like, I'm just going to play some PlayStation. So you you quit the stream before it actually froze? Oh, no, I've got a pretty solid streaming service. Oh. Me. I can I can hook you up if you need it. Yeah, Count yourself uh, any, yeah any, anyone needs any streams, boxing, American football, soccer. Uh, yeah, just, just DM me, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was... It was a dull game, and I think it probably messed up a lot of people's weeks with any Man City or Man U players because no one did anything. I don't, I don't even think they should have awarded bonus points to anyone in that game, to be honest. But hey ho. Well, yeah, I guess it's two teams kind of low on form and confidence, I guess. Yeah, there's no one could string anything to it, just looked like it. it yeah, it was everyone was just passing in squares, sort of. Not, it didn't the bit I saw? Like I said, I didn't watch a lot of it because there just didn't seem to be any urgency, any sort of effort or mm. desire from anyone to really do anything. If, if if I just if I just tell you who the sort of ten highest scoring players were in the bonus points for that game, right? Shaw, Stones, Wambisaka, Walker, De Gea, Diaz, Lindelof, Fernandinho, Maguire, Cancelo, all <laughs> defenders and defensive midfielders. Oh yeah, everything you need to know. Indeed, yeah, yeah. a real stinker. Right, okay. Well, let's not give that one too much airtime then. Um, what What was like at the opposite end of the spectrum? What was the best game of the weekend? Was Was Southampton the best? Are they the best team at the moment? They're in Leicester. Say so, right? I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Well. I'm not going to say anything either. Sheffield <laughs> United look really poor. They look in a lot of trouble. Jeff, I, saw a lot really of, uh, I get most of my uh, football news from Instagram. 
and meat. <laughs> and I basically saw a lot of people saying or reposted tweets about how Sheffield United looked devoid of anything. Like there, any time a pass was missed or made, there was like arms up, blaming each other. There was no sort of team unity. They looked basically as good as down before Christmas. But they are. I mean, like the whole debacle around right, A, Ray and Bruce are not playing after signing them. And then B, Ollie McBurney, who's not very good, to be polite, um, getting injured <laughs> when he died. I mean, I don't know why Bruce isn't starting this. It seems strange. No, they are a team who massively overachieved last season. Like they, they were, if you sort of dig into all the XG and stuff, that they were, you know, far too efficient compared to where they should have been. Well, because yeah, all they lost year, was a goal. It, all they lost was a goalkeeper, wasn't it? Otherwise, the team is exactly the same as last year. Exactly. They had injuries in defence at the start, yeah. and, and that's kind of spiralled. But they got one point. That's you know, that's that's worse than Derby. That's yeah. All it's, it's the worst start ever in Premier League history, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's worse than worse than Garth. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they're all saying to themselves in the changing room. We're worse than Garth, guys. We, this is worse than Garth. We need to sort sort this out. It's the Wilder riot act for this week. Um, and and then you know Saints still had to do the job and win the game. Obviously, um, spreading the goals around a little bit. Che Adams scoring again. Makes me happy. Makes me unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm also like, uh, you know, speaking about Sheffield United on the opposite end of the spectrum, are Saints defenders the defenders to have at the moment? Clean sheets and goals galore. Or assists. They're capable of everything. <laughs> Who got the assist? Was it, was uh, it, um, was it Bednarek? Bednarek it? Off his back. Two Che Adams, that's yeah, two of my players linking up. Joyous, glorious. Is, um, is are Liverpool going to sign Lestergaard in January? Or, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you, I think you, you, you'll always know that you're doing well when you get assist points out of Bednarek and out of Oriel Romeo, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no stuff's going your way when those two are banging three assist Absolutely. points. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, great. And they great, great time to be a as well. I mean, like they, they've gone through a nice run of form. I mean, so uh, you know, given their very, very poor start, um, I brought in Luckman, and he's actually, despite that horrendous penalty attempt, um, he looks actually reasonably dangerous. And he's got mm-hmm. obviously got a goal two weeks ago, and then he got an assist at the weekend. Um, and obviously they've got um, Fulham got a pretty um, interesting game at uh, at home to Brighton at the um, Wednesday, I think, is it? Yeah. So, uh, interesting to see what they can do there. They've got a reasonable run, actually. They've got Brighton, Newcastle, and obviously Southampton won't be straightforward, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they get a bit more momentum. They, they signed quite a few players again, but they seem to have done it better this time than last time when they <laughs> started to sign, like, name. Yeah. It's working. Scatter gun. I think that, ha- I mean... Luckman's only there on loan, but he lo- he looks effective. Um, I mean, the interesting they've dropped Mitrovic and they've got we're going with Bobby Reed. He's actually managed to get Nick a couple of goals for them. And I know he played with Cardiff, but he well, two seasons ago now. But he certainly didn't cover himself in glory. He wasn't particularly effective then. But um, but look, they look to have found a, you know a little patch of, of form. And as I said, they've got reasonably you know achievable gains coming up. So 
um, maybe sort of um, an outside bet to look at a few of those players going forward, certainly not defensively. Well, it's a good result to draw Liverpool. That's, yeah. Like I didn't watch it, but from what I heard, they were they were good value for it. Mm. They were they, they were amazing in the first half, especially really really good in the first half. Um, yeah. Probably should have been a couple up. Yeah. And then but that's the first. That's the first time we've seen them play like that all season, pretty uh, much, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those kind of, you know, sort of home fans back, a couple of thousand there cheering them on, um, big, you know, big team in the ground. It 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 feels like one of those sort of, I, I, won't, I won't call it a fluke, but... They rose to the occasion. Yes, that's probably the right way of describing it, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the bottom of the table is kind of starting to um, shape up a bit, isn't it? And Fulham, um, you know, surviving might come down to whether they can... Be better than Arsenal or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say Arsenal in a relegation scrap. <laughs> yeah. uh, who, of course, lost against Burnley, unbelievably, um, <laughs> and uh, Aubameyang finally scored. <laughs> season, obviously not at the right end of the the pitch. Um, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's it couldn't. It doesn't really get much worse than that. Losing at home to Burnley this season. So, what what on earth is going on? Well, and you combine that with the the Xhaka red card, you know Pepe's red against Leeds a couple of weeks ago. It 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 feels like a team that's just really going through it, isn't it? Like they've not had that much luck in front of goal. They're shipping goals, players getting sent off. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look a happy place, does it? Is it is it set up for Martinelli to come back in a couple of weeks and just take them to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it must be set up at some stage for um, for a new manager. Hey, what's the bet? And who's the old Juventus manager that wants to get him back, back to stuff? Um, Big Sam. Big Sam, surely. <laughs> well, Allardyce. Yeah, or Kirbishley. Alan Kirbishley. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, no, I don't know how long Arteta is going to last, to be honest. They just don't... They look, well, they were good in that game. Pope made a series of saves and then they weren't good anymore. Seems like Arsenal played football for about 15 minutes. I think the, the manager was Allegri and when he interviewed for it before, they didn't want to give him the job because he didn't, he didn't want to do the interview in English, I think is what, what I heard somewhere. Ah, so okay. Whether they go back on that or whether he's gone away and done a little crash course. But... Yeah, well, I guess it depends. It, it, what, who, who's out there? Who would you replace with a potch? Hasan Hutul. Favre has just been sacked, but Favre's just come yeah, I was gonna say he's just come available. Yeah. Oh yeah, so maybe we'll see. Maybe they, maybe it'll last till Christmas and they'll make a decision in the new year. All gone south after they sacked Gonosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Bring what you so lads. Can he come and take the job? Gonosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's his third favourite on uh, Paddy Power apparently. Um, and then uh, the their um, North London neighbours Spurs um, dropping some points this week against Crystal Palace. Um, did anyone see that? No, no. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't see. It. I saw like there was lots of chat in the uh, WhatsApp group, obviously with Della heartily cheering on Palace. And whilst I was quietly sitting tight, hoping for a nice clean sheet from Alderweireld, going for a high-scoring defence this week, and that didn't come. 
because it sounded like a scrappy game. It sounded like a very scrappy goal. Don't know if anyone's seen that or seen those highlights. So I, saw the, I saw the Reese was apparently a fault really for that. I know why I have Reese, but uh, it seemed that he was got a bit of a weak hand on it and Schluck managed to tap it in. Yeah, he's yeah, a bit unfortunate. He was kind of ball in, a bit unsighted. It just dropped in front of him, but it's. I don't know, you, you, you sort of expect your keeper to do something with it other than just flap it straight into the path of the uh, the Palace player. But yeah, it, it was probably one of those goals that Palace deserved. Um, they pushed pretty hard second half. Um, yeah, I mean, Spurs hammered him in the first half. They looked really good. Um, you know, classic Jose team, kind of really tight at the back, good on the counter, and then you got the cheat code up front. <laughs> well, it was, it, yeah, it was another Son Kane goal, wasn't it? Yeah, he seems to have that. He's got a defense set that looks like a seems like a Mourinho defense. He's got he's got Dyer and Alderweireld in there, Regulon, and he seems to be playing Serge Aurier. I I was was going to agree with you right up until you said it's a Mourinho defense, and he's got Serge Aurier there. That that, that, I could could feel myself waning a little bit as I went (laughs) to say that to you. But it's just certainly Deer and Alderweire, they seem like that's what he wants. He just wants a couple of lumps that will sit back and hoof it away. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, it seems on the break, I guess, with the uh, with the pace on the break. That's probably a bit unfair to Alderweire. I think he, he, can, he can play a ball, don't he? Um, and then a bit of an upset with um, Everton winning because they've really been struggling recently, I think, and Chelsea yeah. have been great so I don't think many they kind of seem like can't like so do they have the pedigree there if they can um, you know and maybe they're just they're just better playing the bigger teams I don't know but um, but no is it, I mean Chelsea were a little bit unlucky as well I think um, I saw the yeah. possession the possession stats for that game were you know that, that was pretty much all I saw of the game but Chelsea had about 70 something percent possession right uh, 72% possession there you go, something like 70 something percent. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, they had 10 shots, but only three of them on target. So, yeah, they looked like they were pretty dominant, to be fair. Mm. It, it's, it's, I mean, Chelsea got so many, yeah, they've generally got such a good defence and they've got so many attacking weapons. I guess the one of the concerns is the form of Kai Havertz, who's really struggled a bit, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's only, you know, 21 or so. Um, but there's a lot of people had, had a lot of hope for him, and he's playing in a really good and a really strong, successful team. Um, but he he hasn't quite put it together yet. So you you sort of do wonder with Chelsea if you know obviously it's a bad result this week, but they've got plenty of good players in there. And if they start getting some proper output out of Werner and out of Havertz, you um yeah you'd fancy them to to go far. But other results went their way this weekend. So if if ever there was a good weekend to drop points, this is probably the one for them. Mm. And Did anyone Everton... see the see the penalty? Sorry. Oh no, I was going to say Everton scored without. Um... Without Calvert Lewin, I didn't, didn't didn't actually know what happened. Oh, Calvert Lewin got brought down. I think he got, got the assist. assist. Yeah, he did. Got the assist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, who is the Everton penalty taker? Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson took it. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Is he the? Is there somebody else who's injured who would have taken it? I might. Uh, he started to place Hammers for it, wasn't he? Uh, Lewis, Lucas Dina would have taken it, but he's injured as well. Yeah, I was going to say I thought the left back or Hammers would have taken it. Yeah, Hammers, yeah, both of them were injured. It's quite, it's always uh, quite interesting when um, you've got like a striker that's on 
on form, scoring loads of goals, and he's not the penalty taker. Seems mm. always seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. could just thought as well, Sigerson when he was at, thinking of, he was at Reading, wasn't he? He's been around for fucking ages. <laughs> yeah. uh, Swansea, wasn't it? Swan- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I remember him in like um, you know football sticker albums. <laughs> and he, he's he's a fifty million pound midfielder, fifty million a couple of years ago they paid for him. Yeah. And it was his it's his first goal in seventeen games. Jeez. Someone snap him up in the waivers. Yeah, that's what waivers are for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I took him high in the draft last year and I held on way too long hoping that he hit a bit of form and he just never did. Um, he's been like a fancy football stalwart, hasn't he? he yeah, he has been, yeah. Because he's, you know, he's, he's one of those, you know, you get like good players in fantasy. So you get good players who aren't good fantasy players whereas Guilty was maybe not necessarily that good of a player but he's actually yeah. quite a good fantasy player. A better fantasy player than he is in yeah, the world. Yeah, than a real fantasy <laughs> player. Yeah, than a real <laughs> Uh, all right what else happened West Ham won again Um, they seem to be quite good don't they yeah and Leeds kind of seem to be going off the boil you know they're kind of the swashbuckling style that they had they kind of started the the year with is um, seem to be kind of um, hitting a bit of a tricky spot but but yeah certainly West Ham are um, are flying you can't think that Bielsa's He's not going to change the way he does it. He's probably still trying to play the same way, but it's just not not working out. I can't imagine he's changed anything fundamental. In, in no, I would agree. Yeah. Rob, Rob, did, yeah. did you watch it? Because I know you said, I think I saw you say in the chat, it was either this week or it might have been last week, that this is the first time they look like a championship side. Yeah, it, it, it was the first game we've we've really struggled this year. Um, just kind of cut. I mean, we've, we've played all right in the first half, but... Um, we just struggled to get a foothold in, in the game really just 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 never really got going um and we are so bad from set pieces and West Ham are so good um one corner header one free kick header um Halea should have had four or five again all just sort of crosses drop into his feet with no one around him um yeah we're we, we our, our open play was all right um Rodrigo missed a sitter with about two minutes to go which you know should probably been a two Two, but West Ham were, you know, worthy worthy winners really. Um, they they should have scored more than they did. I mean, Bielsa's not not going to change his way, um, and we still look really threatening with the ball. Um, it just it, it it almost feels like the Leeds where it feels like Bielsa's tactics are kind of coming up against the limit of the squad that he's got in front of him. I mean, Bamford's you know okay, um, probably overachieved a bit this season, but um, you know. He's still starting players like Jack Harrison, who's you know works hard, plenty good enough, but he's still on loan from Man City. Has been for a couple of seasons. The back four this weekend was um, Stuart Dallas, who was in his third position in three weeks, went to right back. We had our right back Luke Ayling at centre back, Liam Cooper at centre back, and Alioski at left back. I mean, Jesus. that's a defence we'd have put out at the start of the championship last season. I've been pretty nervous about, to be honest. So yeah, uh, that's a mishmash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. He, it's been a bit of a struggle the last couple of weeks. But having said that, you know, the two weeks before that, battered Arsenal, battered Everton. So could it be yeah. anything to do with that when he was asked by a journalist in the week yeah. if he was going to keep his lineup a secret, he just read it out? Read it out, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he did that about, about, about the first 20 or so games in, in, his, in his first season. He just named the lineup every single Thursday without fail. Um, right. Every time it's just his thing, really. 
Um, because it's almost a sort of dare, isn't it? It's kind of like, I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm going to play. You know exactly how I'm going to play. Try and beat me. It's like Um, a power play. A a little bit, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle the last couple of weeks. So It's funny what you said about set pieces, because apparently no side has scored more set pieces than West Ham. Uh, They scored eight, and they're level with Chelsea. And no side has conceded more from situations than Leeds, who are joint bottom with seven with Leicester. I saw there was a clip that I saw where it, it played a couple of the set pieces, and every single time, every West Ham player just ran away from the Leeds players. They all scattered in different directions, and the Leeds players just were, were behind them every time. No one was in front of them. Nobody. So they they had the had the run on them in every single spot. Yeah, I mean we're not we're, we're not a big a big strong team. Um, so you know, for for like their for their first goal, we had uh, Southcheck up against Stuart Dallas, who's about you know four foot fuck all, and <laughs> um, Southcheck's winning that eleven times out of ten. So yeah, it's it's a bit of kind of you know missing a few players out of injury, missing Koch and missing Lorente and stuff. But you know, you you, you like just can't put your full back on Southcheck at, at, a, at a free at a free kick or a corner. Does anyone um does anyone have Ogbonna on the call? I have him actually. Yeah. Tried. You gotta be happy with that, and he's he seems to he scored six goals this season or something silly, yeah, all from, all from set pieces. Yeah, and it was a super header actually, the one yeah. that again uh, it was a rude bullet. Yeah, nice. All right, well let's let's rattle through the rest of them because um, we spent quite a lot of time on the Premier League. Uh, Villa uh, beat Wolves. Both teams ended up with ten players. Um, Newcastle uh, beat West Brom, and uh, Callum Wilson didn't score, which I wasn't happy about rarity um and uh leicester thrash brighton three nil i mean that's i think the only thing to say about that is that was a late game and a lot of people who had vardy probably made up a lot of ground or overtook a lot of people after that game he is a big scorer yeah yeah keeping it interesting in the leagues (laughs) (laughs) right to the end right nice one okay let's get back into the uh, fancy football world and um get into our deep dive um i've got um the last couple of uh how well do you know your league questions to put to you so um once again just to shut down all your all your stats um first question is who is the only player in the league to not occupy either first or last position so far this season or me no i thought i thought me but i'll go with you Mind you, this isn't helpful to anyone listening, is it? Unless they know <laughs> it's, got to be, it's got to be Sam, Nile, or Rob, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've been top or bottom this season. Is it everyone? I've been top and I've been bottom. I know that. Well, it is Sam, actually. Yes. Well, that kind of, yeah, points to kind of a quite an exciting league. Um, and then last question. Which two players have the longest losing streaks this season? Um, Colin's got to be one of them. Crouch. Colin is one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that from studying his uh, season. Colin's got to be one of them. I think it might be Niall. Like you, I, had, I had a very wretched start. I yeah. Four or three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Niall. Yeah, I'll go Nile as well then. It's not. Rob? It is Rob. It's both five. 
<laughs> so I don't know how well you did really on, on in total with those questions. So sort of. pretty awful. Very well. You got the first one right, and I think that was it. I'm sure Andy's put put together a Excel spreadsheet on uh, how well the, the different leagues have done with their questions. Do you reckon uh, he listens if he's not on? Yeah, no. of course. No, I see he's like one of those kind of word identification programs that are in the background, just taking keywords <laughs> and inputs it. Getting the stats out of it. Yeah, just extracts the stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, let's get into this deep dive then. Um, listeners, it's probably a good opportunity to uh, make yourselves comfortable, maybe go and get a coffee or something. <laughs> Tudor's going to embark on his, um, his odyssey. It here. looks like a lot of writing, but it'll be over really quickly. <laughs> right, let's, let's get into it then, Tudor. Um, you've uh, been playing Colin. Um, let's, let's see how it went. Um, it turned out it was going it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be for a while. I played, um, a pretty ballsy five defenders, five, three, two, I think I played this weekend, uh, banking on the fact that with, uh, Rodriguez injured and Martial not doing anything that, uh, the best thing I was going to do was pick up uh, a lot of points from my defenders. So that worked in theory for a while until um, Tottenham conceded. So that was fun. Uh, um, in the Wolves game, Mings got me good points and he had Podent, so he didn't really get much from that. And he really suffered from City and United doing nothing because he's got KDB and Mares. Yeah. So they, I think they both picked up three points each, which was, yeah, not not That's well, it's good for me. I had Fernandez, so he didn't do anything, but sort of cancelled one of them out. Um, and I sort of highlighted it earlier, or spoken or chirped on praise. Uh, we both benefited from Southampton's defence keeping a clean sheet because uh, he's got Vestergaard and I've got Bednarek and Walker Peters. I've also got McCarthy, but I left them on the bench. I don't know why. Well, yeah, you don't want to gamble too much, do you, on one team? <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. He's got Che Adams as well. Um, <laughs> but Bednarek and Che Adams linked up uh, for 20 points, just two players because of that assistant goal. So that was a pretty nice, pretty nice one. Nice. Um, and then he clawed it back in the late games because uh, Burnley keep a clean sheet at Arsenal. Pope got him 11 points, I think. And uh, Collins also got tickets to the Vardy party uh, and was enjoying uh, Vardy tearing Brighton apart because he got 13, 13 points. Um, mm. So that means in the last two games, the Burnley and the Leicester games, he picked up 24 points. So at one point, I was sitting well pretty, really happy, and then uh, it ended It ended very close at 55 to me, 51 to Colin. So yeah, it was a bit twitchy at the end. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. And um, what about the season in general? Um so my draft was deter- like driven by last year's performances. So I was pretty happy initially. Um, I, I drafted Fernandez. I was the last pick in the draft, so, so I was on the corner. So I picked up Fernandez, and then I picked up Marshall, Martial. Yeah. Uh, which on paper seemed like a solid pairing. Um, but so far, Martial scored 12 points. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I... It's, uh, I dropped him last year and I can't remember who picked him up and they he went on a mad run and had a wonderful time. So I know as soon as I do it, it's going to happen again and I just don't know what to do. It's, drop um, him, mate. Drop him. Definitely drop him. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and then yeah Sheffield United had a bit as well so it, I dropped three of my drafts after game game week one which I lost with Lee and I think that was the start of Lee basically being in second or first place for the rest of the season so far um I got the best of that draft round was me getting rid of Haller uh, and getting Bamford getting on the uh, dirty horrible Leeds bus uh, and and riding the Bamford way for a little while, um, and I also uh, got rid of Alonso for Sice at that time, um, and because at that time Wolves were playing well and Sice was he scored a buttload of points and then got dropped. I don't know why or why that what happened there, but hey ho. Um, and then my so I got off to two losses at the start of the season, uh, high score in favour Sam. Um, it yeah it wasn't going well. And then game week three was the start of a winning streak of four, uh, including a win over Colin in our first meeting before Niall absolutely destroyed me in game week seven. Which, yeah, do you remember that, Niall? You happy with that? It, yeah, I do. It's not often I get over 70. Or I get over 50, for that matter. So um, <laughs> that was just, yeah, and I, that was an aberration. I think, I think you've done it twice this season, though, haven't you? Like, two absolutely massive scores over someone. Ooh, Actually, I, I think you did it over Colin. <laughs> did I? Did I, yeah. I, I definitely remember the, I remember the one against you, but I, don't, I can't quite recall the other yeah, one. Against, in, yeah, against you Colin, for. you tripled his score in game week four uh, in a 78-23 to 23 absolute mauling. Cool. <laughs> There's a lot of mediocrity in between that. Um... But yeah, so that, my season's been pretty good. Like I, I had another little stutter after uh, after Nile uh, against Rob, but I, I've scored a lot of points. I'm the leading point scorer in the league. I got rid of nine of my original draft, um, making 16 transactions so far this season, and it's consolidated my rise into second into league. This win over Colin was pretty important. Perfect. And that's yeah, that's my season so far. Nice, uh, nice stuff. Okay. And so, so how's um, how's Colin's season uh, panned uh, out? By, by contrast, he actually had a pretty <laughs> good draft. <laughs> he did. His um his first six picks of his draft, right? And it, I think he was picking fourth or fifth. So his first six picks were De Bruyne, Vardy, Mares, Greenwood, then Pope, and then Calvert Lewin. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, he absolutely, he absolutely smashed it. Like he dropped Greenwood, uh, Greenwood eventually in week eight because Greenwood hasn't been playing. He was injured. He was in and out of the England team. There wasn't a lot going on. Um, and he picked up Party, who's now injured, so he's been replaced by Podence. Um, and his season got off to an absolutely romping start. Uh, he had a trio of high-scoring wins. Uh, like I say, before Nile completely, really broke his spirit and. I don't know if anyone else in the league's noticed, but this could have been the start of uh, Colin's team's identity crisis. As somewhere between that absolute uh, destruction by Nile and now his uh, name, his team name changed from Fuxing's Mount Mings to White Here, White Now. Oh, I saw it. Quite like that. Cool. Uh, oh, it's a team <laughs> thing of the SDM, uh, and it's Brexit leaning attitudes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if this is sub- <laughs> an attitude that's subverted to the FPL changing a whole bunch of other team names and <laughs> but who knows um, but changing the name 
it, it obviously brought him some success. And so did uh, making some signings in uh, game weeks 7 to 11. He dropped Abraham and then immediately picked him up again, which is quite lucky. He managed to get in Tillmans and Vestergaard. So he had a little blip of three defeats that was where he scored 23, 36 and 27 points. And then after that, after his little turnaround, he um, picked up 51, 47 and 49 uh, in what was another two losses and then a win. He was on a another high scoring streak, much like the start of the season, averaging 50 points in his last six games, including ours. Uh, and in his first three games, he averaged 52. So there's only that weird little blip in the middle uh, that's really let him down. Otherwise, I think he'd be a runaway leader of this league, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So probably set to uh, to do big things then in the, the rest of the season. Well, yeah, he's sat in third. He's the third highest point scorer in the league behind me and then Rob. Uh, <laughs> which where's, Where are you, Rob? Yeah, I'll come on to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Colin sat in third, and uh, yeah, it's making me nervous. I don't like being at the top of the table. Like, all of a sudden, every game week matters. I like mid table obscurity where you're just sort of doing yeah. it for fun. Now there's pressure. Colin's kind of in the perfect place, though, isn't he? In third, just, just kind of lying in wait. I know, it's horrible. But yeah, that, that was that's my season and Colin's season so far. Great stuff. Thanks for that. I mean, that really was. A deep dive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Went in deep there. Um, right, next up, Sam, talk us through your matchup, your season so far, and that of your opponent this week. Bobby, please. Sure. It was brutal this week. Uh, Bobby started out in the first game, put his foot on my neck, Suchek, and just kept <laughs> it there. Then there was no points really scored from any team. He was just ahead just torturing me. And then right at the end, Madison, 16 <laughs> points, snapped my neck. I was gone. <laughs> and it just felt bad because I was behind from the start. He scored like the, the very near the very beginning of the first game with Suchek. And I was just behind the whole way, but just that kind of nine, 10 points behind. I just knew that I wasn't going to, wasn't going to get it. And he even did it with four zeros as well. He's got Bernardo Silva, which is just rubbing it in. Um, yeah, really just brutal. A yeah. brutal destruction by Bobby. And that was one of his highest scores as well, actually. He's usually pretty consistent around the 40-odd. The um, and yeah, like I said, for me last week, I got 60. So I was 60-something. So I was riding high um, and just brought back down to earth. Crushing. Just didn't, yeah, didn't see that coming. No, I thought I was starting to look up the table. I was thinking, uh, yeah, just sneaking up bit by bit. But now I've just kicked back down again. Horrible. Um, looking through, obviously, into Bobby a little bit more. Um, I didn't even really bother looking into myself because I was so disgusted. I just said, uh, Bobby... Looking at his team from the start and to where he is now, I was just impressed. I'm impressed by Bobby. I would describe him as unflappable. Um, even when he's had bad scores before, he's not really fast. I think he's just kept mostly to the same team. He's only made 11 transactions altogether. 
and it's doing him quite well because he's doing all right in the league. Uh, he had a decent enough draft, although there were a couple of ropey ones towards the end, I thought. But he picked up Kane first up. That's who I wanted first. But um, he got in there and got him. And obviously, that's been a great pick. He's got Werner as well, who I tried to... I offered him... I think I've offered him twice, actually, Wilson for Werner. Um, he hasn't gone for it. Uh, so I think he's, he obviously thinks that he's he's going to come good. Um, he probably will, to be honest. I, I, I love that you think he's sticking with his team out of choice rather than... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going through it and I think I saw that score 29 and he didn't change and then got a 49 and I just thought, yeah, that's... You know that's confidence in his ability, but what, is he just—he's just not looking at it, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was there was there was a reason he hasn't taken the trade, just because he hasn't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two ways of looking at it, then, aren't there? It depends which newspaper you're reading, whether Bobby's a genius or just uh, uh, the opposite. I don't, I don't know. I can't think of something. Madman. A genius or a madman? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, he picked up Van Dyke as well, so that's pretty harsh. He's lost him. Uh, had to deal with that. He's had Allison out with injury. Um, he's had Pepe. He's been shit. Uh, he has Soyuncu. who has been injured. Zinchenko. He will pick, picked up all of these up in the draft. But he's replaced. These are the players that he's brought in that are different to his original team. Dyer, Suchek, Thiago Silva, Cancelo, Tellez, and Barkley. So... I'm erring towards genius here, not madman, because those are all upgrades. Those are all good moves, um, mm, and it all helps yeah. this team. And it's, it looks better now than it did in the draft. And for me, I think what I've done is I had an all right draft, and since then <laughs> I've just consistently, gradually made my team worse. <laughs> <laughs> just, just offloading the old player to Tudor. And yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and then, yeah, just just making bad decisions. Really, I, I thought I had an all right draft. I genuinely didn't even look at it earlier because I was, uh, but so I, I, I can't even really remember who I picked up. But I've got a load of city players, so you know, I thought that's my tactic now. Really, everything else is fucked. I just hope for city clean sheets. <laughs> Pep picks the ones that I've got. Uh, <laughs> I brought in like this, a, is, this, like this exemplifies it last week I brought in Jamal Lewis and I went onto Twitter uh, a bit into the game and I saw Jamal Lewis trending and I thought oh wicked I hadn't looked at the score I went and clicked on it it just said Jamal Lewis is shit that was- <laughs> <laughs> that's great perfect <laughs> um, I did do you know what I saw I, I partly in a way, this might be a bit unfair, but I partly blame Tudor for this as well because last <laughs> season, last season I was doing all right. Um, if you remember, I was I was top up to the I can't remember when March or something, and then I'd I started slipping off and I slipped right away in the end. But I'd held on to a load of players for too long, the players that I thought were going to come good, and in the end, the players who I had in form dropped off, and the ones who I was holding on to never came good. And Tudor said to me in one of the pods, he was like, look, I like to keep like a core and then rotate around it. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to try and do that. And all I've done is I've rotated it worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be clever. And now I've just got Man City defenders and Danny Welbeck. <laughs> <laughs> you 
got Zaha and Greenwood. Uh, yeah, well, Greenwood's done nothing. Zaha actually has been... I've got Zaha and Callum Wilson, and those two, I mean, without them, I'd probably be bottom. Zaha's been, been good. I mean, and Trent is not doing what he did last season, but he's not doing shit either. Well, this was the thing. This was why I thought the draft was good. I had uh, Trent, I picked... I think he was like my second pick, and I got Sterling, got Edison. I made, like, tried to make sure I got a good keeper in. I did... Like neglect the forwards a bit, but I had Che Adams and I decided I didn't want him. If you sound like how I felt about my draft. If my draft was my team for most of last season, then yeah, I would be in the SDM now probably. But it's not. It's this season and Sheffield United is shit. <laughs> so I don't really know what I'm hoping for now. I, I hope that I don't get relegated because I'd like another go at it. Um, but I'm I'm not particularly optimistic. I just need loads of Man City clean sheets. That's it. That's what I'm playing for now. Yeah, I think the the moral of that story is don't listen to Judah. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I mean, you're only three points off third, though. This is the Connoisseurs League. It's a win. There's no, it could like that. It changes. Oh, true. I mean, if if you'd got me on the pod last week, I would have been I would have been absolutely blowing smoke out my ass. I'd have been saying how I was going to win the league. Just depends when you get on, doesn't it? Yeah. Am I supposed to say anything else? Is that? Is that it? No, that's all good. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done a therapy session. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, next up is Rob. Um, Rob, you played Lee this week. So let's uh, hear how it went and um, how your season has gone in general. Yeah, so um, I'll cover me and Lee. So Lee beat me this week, uh, 48-34. Lee put up his second highest score of the season. Um, only 48 um, but he's riding top I will come on to that more are you score. serious that's his second highest score yep I'll get into that <laughs> just you wait uh, yeah so yeah he, he 48 points um, clean sheets out of, uh, out of West Ham and out of uh, sorry uh, not clean sheet uh, assist out of Cresswell at West Ham um, uh, and points for Comser, Schmeichel, and Armstrong, and uh, the retaken penalty from Click. A little bit fortunate with that. Um, but yeah, 48 points, good solid score from him. Only 34 for me, real struggle really. Kind of had Salah, uh, Ings, I think an assist out of Cash. It was a clean sheet out of Cash at Villa. And that was pretty much my lot. Um, I didn't have Pulisic playing. Uh, Doherty's obviously a Europa League player these days. Um, doesn't really start in the Premier League at all. Uh, I left Carl Walker on the bench. So I'm kind of not much I can really complain about. Pretty, pretty compensatory beating this week. Um, them's the breaks. Um, so I'll, I'll sort of cover Lee's draft and I'll cover my draft in season. Um, I'll start with Lee. I'll just get out of the way. So, so Lee's draft, right? So Aguero off the top. Um, pretty solid pick. Can't argue with that. He's just got to kind of keep the faith, I think, with Aguero. He's going to come good at some point, isn't he? When he actually plays. Um he then went for Mino in the second round. Um, always a bit of a risk with Fino that high. Um, but then he got Son in the third round. Absolutely smashed it. Um, and then a real mixed bag after that for Leeds. Right? Pogba, Mount, Dina. He's got a bit unlucky with Dina being injured. Casper Schmeichel, Maguire, Ake, Lo Celso, Matty, Felipe Anderson, Jordan Ayew, Mings, Pickford. It's, it's not a whole lot in Leeds draft. Um, he's only got six of those left. Um, albeit he's had to drop Dean because of injury of course um, but Lee's worked waivers really well this season um, biggest move probably getting Zuma in 
Um, he's also picked up Reguilon from uh, Spurs, who I dropped. I flipped a coin on whether to keep Doherty or Reguilon uh, and kept Doherty, and he hasn't played since. Thank you. <laughs> That's two really good picks. Just infuriating. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's picked up West Ham defenders, got Villa defenders, Gabriel from Arsenal, who's, I think, he scored a couple of season. Um Armstrong at St. Click at Leeds. He's 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 worked waivers pretty well. Um, hasn't got any any of the sort of stars that have kind of come around like sort of Watkins or Bale or or, or those sorts. But he's he's like picked up consistent point scorers. Um, so I just want to leave season so far. I'm kind of on on record of being envious at Leeds Leeds points. Um, so Leeds passed fifty once this season. Um, but has racked up nine. Um, he's averaging forty two points himself. Um. Lowest score twenty seven, highest fifty eight. But his opponents are only scoring thirty nine and a half against him, uh, and he's won nine games. So I guess the the kind of cruel version is he's been pretty lucky. Uh, the kind version is Lee kind of puts points up in every single game. I mean, as long as you define putting up points as being between about thirty six and forty four, um, he 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 very rarely sort of has an absolute roster and sort of you know puts up seventeen or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's kind of yeah he's he's always getting enough to kind of be in the hunt. He's probably picked up a few more wins than he should have, um, but yeah, um, you you kind of feel he's going to be there at the end of the season, given these all the points he's picked up, and he hasn't yet got anything out of out of Aguero, who's his first round draft pick. So yeah, you you would think Lee will sort of be there come the end of the season, um, but yeah, r- remarkably efficient so far, twenty yeah. points and cruising. Um. Onto my draft side, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my draft, to be honest. I took Salah straight off the top at number one. Absolutely no hesitation. Wasn't going anywhere else, Salah. Um, then followed up with Ings and Pulisic. Um, it's a pretty good front three. Keep in mind, Pulisic hasn't really played much so far, but, but I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I then took William the fourth round, which after two weeks, I was, I was sitting pretty on that, thinking what a great move that was. Um, and that was about September. So, yeah, not looking quite so good now. Um I then took Doherty, which looked like quite a good pick until um, about a month ago when, as I say, he's, he's now only a Europa League player and only, only plays Thursdays, sits on the bench on Saturdays. Um, I'm sitting behind Serge Aurier. I mean, that's a real slap in the face, isn't it? Uh, and then Aspilicueta, he's been a disaster. I barely even seen the fields. Uh, Mopai, fairly happy with that in the middle rounds. Uh, Adama Traore, Patricio, Carl Walker, the 10th, I thought was decent value. Chilwell, the yeah. 11th. Oh, that's great! Uh, really good now. Although he he didn't play for the first month or so, and then yeah, absolute dross after that. Lucas Moura, uh, Basham. I mean, you know, Sheffield United player. Um, I, I think I've got a contender of the worst draft pick, which might be Eddie and Ketia. Um, <laughs> blinded by him Perfect. playing Leeds last season, I thought right, he's going to bang him into Arsenal. And well, yeah, I can see the logic that he he did start to play quite a lot last season, didn't he? Yeah, and he was he started a few games start this season, but I just I mean Arsenal struggles there. You know, I mean if you're Arteta and you're really struggling, I I think you'd probably want to struggle while starting Lacazette and Aubameyang, wouldn't you? You you're not really going to start struggling. Um, but I've still got nine of my draft in in my team. Um, I Stuart Dallas. Um, love Stuart Dallas. Uh, I've also got Drew. Um, he's in the team uh, Rafinha so I've kind of I said to myself at the start of the season I'm not going to pick these players not going to pick these players uh, I've got two so far um, hoping to add more um, and I picked up Ollie Watkins on waivers really early on um, which I was really pleased about that 
because uh, he's been really quite good this season. Um, so my season's kind of in the opposite of Leeds, to be honest. I've gone over 54 times, over 60 twice. Um, I've only gone under 43 times this season. Um, I'm averaging just under 46 points a game, but conceding 44. Um, you kind of compare that to Lee, who's sort of, you know, only scoring sort of 42 and conceding 39. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of going to stick with my team, to be honest. I've, I've still got nine of them. Um, you know, pretty decent player points. Um, I think if I keep averaging 46 over the season, you've, you've sort of got to hope it'll even out right at some point. I, I can't do a whole lot more than, than, than put up points like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the lads. They've, um, they've let me down a bit re- recently, but I'm going to, I'm going to sort of, you know, preach. I'm going to play the kind of Phil Boss card and just essentially say I'm really unlucky um, yeah. and uh, blame everyone else. Yeah, I think yeah, the the player points uh, <laughs> player points total would suggest you probably should be a couple of places higher up. As I said, yeah, nice one. Cheers, Rob. Um, okay, so finally, uh, Niall, can you uh, take us through how your season's gone so far, please? Yeah, uh, it's kind of mediocre. I got off to a really bad start. And then um, I started to pick up momentum, as as mentioned. I got a couple of big scores, a uh, good uh, few big wins on the board, and you know that I thought that would be kind of get the ball rolling. But um, look, I think in terms of my draft, my strategy was probably always to try and. I thought the fact that Aubameyang was back midfielder would be um, uh, would make him a, a, if yeah. not the number one choice, then a pretty high choice. I took him at three, uh, and he's been absolutely diabolical. Um, and I guess um, my other thoughts were to try and capture as many strikers as I could. So I took kind of well, Jesus, Jimenez and Rodrigo in my next three picks in that order. And that's been challenged <laughs> just to. Yeah. So it's been it's been pretty tricky. Obviously, Jimenez has got injured, but he'd been pretty good up to that. Rodrigo. um has been the victim of a remarkable start by Patrick Bamford, but I guess you know my expectation is that he'll eventually revert to the mean, um, and you know ultimately Rodrigo might might start a few more games later on in the season. But it's just a painful, he's just a painful one to hold right at the minute. And Jesus, given the amount of game time he's had, has mm. been really poor. He just yeah. hasn't managed. He just doesn't look like an actual striker, out and out striker anyway. Um, yeah, so that that's been that's been difficult. In actual fact, like the best value. From my draft picks has come uh, in the kind of middle order in the midfielders. So like I took I took Grealish, who's been who's been great really, to be fair. Um, and I took uh, I took Neto as well, who actually has been okay. I mean he hasn't been he had a bit of a tricky period about a month ago when he hasn't been starting, but you know since they brought him back in, he's been he's been fine. Um, I actually struggled to get a keeper. Uh, and I had to kind of it, well, I was in the later rounds of the draft and I managed to pick up Lloris but in hindsight that's been fairly fortuitous um, you know given um, given how Spurs defence has been performing this season so like yeah. I think it's a pretty mixed bag um, I would love to be able to score a bit more consistently um, but that hasn't really been the case like this week case in point I've actually got away with it a little bit of, you know Ogbonna got me off to a great start on Friday um, and I've kind of struggled for player points for the the rest of the weekend, um, I was optimistic going into the Burnley game, um, but then Obama Yang hit, and then I got another side swipe with Bellerin getting booked, 
Um, and, you know, I kind of got through the, you know, the skin of my teeth. Um, so you were playing Crouch this week? I was, yeah. Um, you know, I think he's been a little bit unfortunate. I mean, look, to look at his draft, it, it wasn't actually that bad. I mean, like, he took Mane at one. I mean, you know, he was, I think he was second pick. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. Intuitively, you, you would have thought that, that he's going to go high. But, you know, again, not too dissimilar to Aubameyang. Um, he hasn't really... Um, he hasn't really mm. got anywhere near as many points as you would have expected him at this point in the season. And then he took Rashford second. Who, you know, again, he's a midfielder. It kind of makes sense to take him reasonably high in the draft. And Richarlison as well, who's who's been fine. Um, you know, so all in all, I don't think I don't think it was a bad draft for him. I know he's been a little bit unfortunate in a tight league that he's he's just come out the wrong end of a couple of a couple of results. Although, albeit he is kind of propping up the table in terms of player points uh, and um, and game wins as well. But um. But yeah, no. So it's um, it's a bit a bit of a sticky start for him, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can, can you um, what? How do you think his chances are going to go for the rest of the season? He's got like a six point. Gap. He has, but I mean, look. I think yeah. given the nature of the league, I think it's he can quite easily make up. Um, he can quite easily bridge the gap. I mean, if you look at look at his defence in particular, like you know. Justin has been a consistent point scorer. Uh, Rhys James has proven himself to be, you know, a pretty remarkable find for Chelsea. And he's also a goal threat. He takes free kicks. You saw at the weekend. He took a couple against Everton. And he hit the post, actually, against Everton's own. It's very unlucky. He came off the inside of the post. So um, he also picked up Foden. I mean, Foden has been, you know, I think probably one of the um, more astute picks. Um, you know, and he's got Lacazette as well, who, you know, may start to find more game time given the... Uh, the darts of goals that Arsenal have um, um, have uh, have found the last the last number of weeks. So, you know, I, I don't think uh, all is lost from it. There's certainly, given how tight that league is, um, room to move up in fairly short order. Yeah, absolutely. And you're kind of sat there, kind of mid-table, just tucked in. Yeah, some... I mean, look, I really need him and us to come back in again. I mean, that's I think, and I, I think that that's I just don't want to get rid of him. To be quite honest, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think if the, I think that this game has proven if you, the strikers are hard to come by, particularly strikers, strikers that start consistently. So um, I'm just loads to to uh, to jettison him. Um, but then again, his return date is pretty open ended at this point. I was going to um, say, have you actually have you been following his sort of progress and how he's doing? No, I haven't actually. I've been following his progress in fantasy football, which says on loan return there. That's about as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as in-depth as I've gone, yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah. That's not exactly Bielsa levels of... Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Right. And maybe that's maybe that's why, that's why you've been relegated the last two seasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> it says it all. Nice one. All right. Well, thanks for that, Niall. It's great insight. Perfect. Brilliant way to round up the league. Um, we're definitely going to have to wrap this up because once again, we've done a... Um, nice to long extended session here so um hopefully enjoyed that i hope there's still some people listening um <laughs> next week <laughs> next week we're gonna do the same treatment uh for the lde the, the coolest leagues everyone knows it's the hipster's choice um and that will round up our little mini series of um deep dives so join us next week for that um thanks to all my guests this week thanks to tudor Nice one, Tommy Peaches. Thank you to Rob. Cheers, boys. Pleasure. Thanks for coming along, Sam. Cheers, everyone. Uh, Bye-bye. And thank you to Niall.
Thank you, guys. And uh, as always, thank you to Super Producer, Mr. Nobbs Pedro. That's not my surname. <laughs> no. But that's okay. <laughs> I think your host, Tommy P. Thanks for listening. See you next week. That's the end of the podcast. Nice.